You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is pet expert... Jalen Sidlow of Celestial Custom Dog Services. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 877-807-4048. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Justin. And Justin will put you on the line with us. That's 877-807-4048. The show is produced by the ever-so-lovely and talented Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hey, Mandy. How are you? Good. So join us. We have a special guest joining us in this hour of the program. His name is Kevin Bashar. He is a filmmaker of Nature's My Bionic Pets, which airs nationally on Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS. So you can check it out on your local listings. But he's going to be joining us and talking about My Bionic Pets. But once again, I'm John Patch. And I'm Jalen Sidlow. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. And Amanda Page. How do you guys remember that show? Oh, oh my goodness, oh, that was so Six long Million ago. Dollar Man. <laughs> Watched it all the time. So did I. And yeah. then they came out with the Bionic Woman. Yes. And do you remember the Bionic Dog? Uh, no. I do not. You don't? You <laughs> no. guys really I saw that. You don't remember <laughs> no, when they made I don't the remember Ger- that. It was a German Shepherd. They made, made the German Shepherd Bionic. Wow. And uh, it was pretty cool. So, but my favorite was the Bionic Woman. Is it Lindsay? I was going to say Lindsay Wagner. Well, yes. That was Lindsay it. Wagner. And um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool shows. I'm surprised. And they've tried to come out with some other modern stuff now, of course. I was like the sound effects. Yeah, no, I did too. <laughs> I did too. I still use that sometimes. <laughs> but um, we want to welcome onto the program right now the filmmaker Kevin Bashar. Bashar is an Emmy Award winning producer and director who formed New York based, uh, I think, I believe, I believe it's Pangolin Pictures in 1995. Kevin, am I right? Is that the name of your uh, picture company? It's Pangolin. It's an animal, sort of, it's an armored. Uh, anteater that you find in uh, Southeast Asia and Africa. Well, you're all animal, aren't you? I am. Hey, uh, extra credit, <laughs> you could tell me what Steve Austin's bionic parts were. What the bionic parts were. Um, you remember hmm. what parts were bionic on Steve Austin? I believe it was just one leg, right? It wasn't both. 
Was that I right? Think it was two legs and arm and his and eye. His eye. His eye. I remember the I eye. I knew that. Yeah, I, yeah I the eye. I think it was his the... eye, and I think the bionic woman had her ear and stuff. <laughs> I think she did have the ear. Do you remember the dog? I do remember the German Shepherd, yes. Right, right. And I, I don't remember what parts were on the German Shepherd, but I thought that was an appropriate opening, actually, considering that oh, we're talking sure about could, my like, bionic jump over houses. Yeah. It was perfect, John. <laughs> so, but, you know, okay, so it's, hit me in again on the picture company, Pangolin. Pangolin Pictures. Um, Exactly. Pangolin Pictures. There you go. Okay. So Pangolin Pictures. Now, you were actually, you used to work with National Geographic Television, right? I did. I worked for National Geographic for about 10 years and then formed Pangolin uh, about 18 years ago. Well, before we get started, I do want to introduce you to uh, Jalen Sidlow and, of course, our producer, Amanda Page. Hello. Hey, Jill. Hey, How Amanda. are you? Hi. Good. And then, of course... All of America listening right now, and um, hopefully they're going to be tuning in on to the show, which is going to be April 9th at 8 p.m. Yes. on PBS, and that's by your local listings. And I understand, too, also, Kevin, that um, for online streaming, there's going to be that. That's going to be available after the broadcast on exactly. PBS. Exactly. That's one of the great things about PBS Nature's website. Uh, they offer the show's streaming on the website. So if you miss it, you could watch it uh, right uh, after the airing. So pbs.org forward slash nature if you want to go there. And uh, it's amazing, actually, and all the opportunities for television shows and radio and everything like that that goes on. There's so much availability now that people can, if they miss it, they can go back and watch it some or listen to it some other place. But exactly. in Na Nature PBS, you've done quite a number of films and all, and uh, some episodes, produced multiple episodes, like including, what, Sled Dogs, uh, an Alaskan epic. That's one of yours? Yes, that's, that's one. also did... Uh what females want and what males will do, a two-parter about sexual selection. Well, there you go. There's a whole other show. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you That's also... Um, the shows. I, I got to ask, The Private Life of Deer. Yeah, that well, just aired last year, and it kind of looked at the, the deer situation all over America, where we're seeing them in our backyard all the time, but what do we really know about them? So we kind of lifted the veil of what deer do and where do they go and all that kind of neat stuff. Did you even get the camera in there during private time? <laughs> uh, we did get some private time, but we also found out that deers are carnivores. They'll eat birds out of nests and so forth. So a lot of really neat stuff. Wow. Fantastic. I actually didn't yeah. know That's that. That's very cool. I didn't know that. Wow, that, that is interesting. So mm -hmm. um, the private life of deer. But now your eighth program is My Bionic Pet. And this exactly. I find fascinating because, you know, it's funny because I was just talking about this the other day. Uh, well, a couple weeks ago, actually. It seems like the other day when you're doing a show once a week. But um, basically, we were talking about prosthetics for pets and bionic parts for pets, why they don't make that. And here, all of a sudden, this came across my desk. And here is Kevin Bashar. And so all of a sudden, talking about my bionic pet. So it was like, I definitely want to talk about this. But some of the episodes that people will see on my bionic pet, I thought were kind of fascinating. Um, and I want to get into that a little bit. But you also did films and series for National Geographic, like the Cocaine Hippos. Yes, the Cocaine Hippos. Now, and you're like, I, what is that? I, I, I've got, I, I, you got my curiosity. I didn't yeah, know hippos do was, drugs. Uh, it was a film about uh, Pablo Escobar, the notorious drug dealer, who I think we kind of all heard about, who was at mm -hmm. one point one of the richest men in the world. And he was so rich that in his private hacienda in the mountains of Colombia, he had his own little private zoo, his own little private menagerie. And he had lions and all sorts of animals, and he had hippos. He had four hippos. Uh, well, he was caught, shot, killed, and the zoo fell into disrepair, and the hippos got loose, and those four hippos became 30. 
And so now you have 30 African hippos in the rivers of Colombia. So it was a look at that, the problem, what to do, how to deal with these hippos. And so those are the cocaine hippos. And also another one you did was tarantulas, king of the spiders. I am not a spider fan, by no <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We looked at the Goliath bird-eating spider, which you find in the Amazon, and it's about as big as a dinner plate. And wow. so we wow. kind of tracked that down and watched that guy sort of work through the forest. I would definitely be having another heart attack if I saw one of those things. <laughs> I, I'm not a spider nightmare. fan at all. Other than Spider-Man, the film, um, mm-hmm. spiders are not my friend. Just don't like them for some reason. I don't like them. Uh, but they're, you know, they're like good, good little guys. They keep the other critters down. They're all part of that cycle of life, right, John? No, they are. That's true. I mean, you know, you always see bugs caught in the web, and I mean, it's getting yeah. the mosquitoes and everything oh, else yeah. out there. So they do their job. But I'm, like I said, I got bit by a brown recluse one year, and um, that's it, pretty bad. Yeah, it it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, literally, like my arm was swollen up about the size of a uh, of a softball. Yeah, and, and it, it's a necrotic poison, so it dissolves tissue and stuff, which you probably it did. Have, so. It looked yeah. it looked like a volcano about ready to erupt yeah. in my arm. I mean, I was actually able to stick my finger in the hole. Oh, John! Okay, let's not talk about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was it was pretty nasty. And you're right, Kevin. Shall we? <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back with it because I want to talk to you. And congratulations, by the way. I understand that you won two Genesis Awards over the past. And um, Gretchen Weiler was a very dear friend of mine uh, who passed away from cancer years ago. But I used to cover the Genesis Awards every year for a lot of years. Uh, so congrats on that. It's a great it's a oh, great thanks. honor to receive one of those. Yeah, when we really come back up. I want to talk to you about, of course, My Bionic Pet, like you said. It's going to be airing on Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on PBS. Uh, You can also check out online streaming at pbs.org forward slash nature. But we're going to get into a couple of the cases, and one actually happens to be right out of our hometown here in Tampa, Florida. So I'm going to ask you about that when we come back with Kevin Bashar, the filmmaker of My Bionic Pet. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. And Amanda Page. If you have a question or a comment about bionics and everything in pets, uh, give us a call. 877-807-4048. That's 877-807-4048. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. You can check us out live on the stream um, at TalkinPets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. But if you close your eyes, does it feel like nothing changed at all? And if you close your eyes, 
And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 877-807-4048. We're speaking with filmmaker Kevin Bashar. Don't forget, Nature's Mind Bionic Pet is airing nationally on uh, Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS. And uh, if you miss it, you can uh, check out online streaming at pbs.org forward slash nature. And we're speaking with the filmmaker right now, Mr. Kevin Bashar. Kevin, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the uh, episodes or some of, some of what people will see on My Bionic Pet. And one of them happens to be out of Tampa Bay, Florida, which is where we actually produce the show out nationally to everybody across the country. And um, West Coast Brace and Limb in Tampa, Florida, made its first brace for a dog named Journey, which was a golden retriever. Can you fill us in a little bit about that story? Sure. Journey's a, an amazing dog. Uh, he's a golden retriever, and his owner is Ron Graff. And Journey not only is a special dog because of his prosthetic, but he's also used as a therapy dog. Ron takes him to uh, St. Joseph's Children's Hospital, which is in the Tampa area, and he'll take him into the children's ward, pediatric cancer patient, and the little kids just light up when he comes in. It just sort of, they identify with Journey, they sort of smile, uh, a glow comes out of them, and it gives them that moment where hopefully they're not thinking about sort of what's ahead for them. They're just thinking about that great moment with the dog. And Journey seems to sort of have a special bond with them. Uh, and it was an amazing sequence to film Journey and Ron go through the, uh, the pediatric center and, and sort of meet all these different kids, and each kid just lit up meeting them. Well, it's got to be amazing when, when a child looks at a dog like that with prosthetics or, you know, didn't have the legs, and, and they're dealing with that themselves, like you said, and all of a sudden this dog walks in and getting along just fine. I so think that's so cool. It does shine a lot of light on the, uh, on the situation there for them. Exactly. And Journey also then goes to meet with uh, an Iraqi vet who's missing a leg, uh, a woman who's missed a leg. And we also meet Journey and this woman, Jennifer Robinson, who was born uh, with birth defects on her legs and can't, uh, she can walk, but she has prosthetic legs. She talks about what it was like to see Journey and how it gave her sort of uh, hope and made her feel better. And, and you just realize, which you guys know, how our relationship with pets is extraordinary on levels we kind of sometimes don't mm-hmm. get. No, Definitely. What about Rufus? Rufus was a blind golden retriever with deformed front legs. What's the story out of, I think it's out of L.A.? It's out of Los Angeles, another dog with prosthetics. The thing that makes Rufus extraordinary is not only is he missing his two front legs, they're not missing, they're deformed, they curve upwards. So it's almost, if you imagine, they're like half legs. And Rufus was sort of a shelter dog. He was called Rook, sort of kangaroo, that's where they got Rufus, because he'd almost hop. And he almost looked like a kangaroo because he'd get on his hind legs and he had these small little front paws. So he was adopted, and he's also blind. Wow. Yeah, Bobby and, and Amanda, our executive producer, Bobby and Amanda, our producer here today, um, they live their life, I don't know, how many years now, Mandy? With, uh, oh, Albert? Albert is 10. Albert's and he's 10 completely blind. He was born that way. And um, he gets along quite well. Most people uh, that meet him don't recognize he can't see since he's so familiar with his surroundings. And he tends to pick up pretty quickly. It, it's impressive. It's been and a great experience. With, yeah, yeah, that's the same thing with Rufus. The owner, uh, Kathy Wire, says you wouldn't even know he's blind. People sort of are shocked when they hear. But he's yeah. got prosthetics, and they're sort of like the prosthetics that Paralympians wear, the curved ones on oh. his front paws. So they're even a little different. So he gets around with these curved prosthetics, and he's just another great story. Uh, the, the other thing, I don't know if you that's guys amazing. realize, but another Tampa Bay story near you guys is the crispy bacon, the pig. 
No, I didn't. What, Do tell. Yeah, tell us about <laughs> tell us about the pig. Crispy bacon is right in your. What area kind of a name tomorrow. is that, by the way? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a fun little name. It's uh, it was given to him by uh, his owner. Uh, he was a veterinarian. Works in your area. Uh, it almost kind of sounds like if you don't behave yourself, you're going to become crispy bacon. <laughs> exactly. But he's Chris, middle initial P, then bacon. Uh, okay. And he's got deformed hind legs, and the pig was brought to him to be euthanized because the owner was, I can't take care of this pig. It's just too much work. He was only a few months old, not even. And Len looked at this little pig and said, I can't do it. This guy's got heart. This guy's got something. I'm going to take care of him. So this little piglet, it was, you know, the size of a shoebox. Len goes to his son's toy box and he builds a sort of a wheelchair like dogs use. You know, certain dogs use the wheelchair. Right, yes, right. Yeah. He builds one out of his son's toys. And it's like Crispy a canine, now, canine cart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, Crispy, of course, is a lot bigger, uh, but now he uses a canine cart to get all over the place. That's oh, fabulous. How big is he now? No longer the size of a shoebox, I'm sure. He's no longer <laughs> the size of a shoebox. He's about a... He's, uh, let's see, how old would he be now? He's about God, a little over a year, I think he is. So he's getting bigger. You know, he's maybe the size of a golden retriever. I'll never forget the size. day... I was at, Kevin, I was at a flea market one day, and this was many years ago. I've been doing the show now for 24 years, and way back in the beginning, this woman was at the flea market, and she was so excited because she just purchased a pig at the flea market, and it was a little piglet, and she was so excited. Oh, it's only going to get as big as a shoebox. That's what they told me, and I'm standing behind her. I didn't know her. I just overheard her say this, and I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) This pig is going to get huge. Pigs make fantastic pets. Exactly. and They, they, they do. They're know, wonderful pets. They're very smart. They're totally smart. And, and that's part of the story is with these animals like Crispy Bacon, and we also do a alligator, Mr. Stubbs, who's growing. It's a lifelong <laughs> commitment. Each of these owners works with is they're going to have to be changing the prosthetic, changing the wheels, getting it bigger for the next, sometimes with some of these animals, 10, 15 years. Oh, sure. Kevin, don't go away. We're going to take a little break. I want to find out about Mr. Stubbs when we come back. <laughs> uh, that's what so we're going to talk about Mr. Stubbs, so don't go away. If you have a question, uh, please give us a call, 877-807-4048. Kevin Bashar is with us, and he is the filmmaker. Again, the uh, you can check it out. It's going to be on April 9th, and it's going to be at 8 p.m. on PBS. And, of course, it's called Nature's My Bionic Pet. So it is airing nationally. You can check it out, uh, your local listings. And if by chance you miss it, you can go on to pbs.org forward slash nature and watch it any time after that. But again, we'll be right back. If you've got a question for Kevin Bashar, it's 877-807-4048. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Pick up the phone, give us a call, and don't forget you can watch us live on the web stream at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. And on the top of the homepage, you'll see the icons for Facebook and Twitter. Please become one of our friends like 20,000 others. We want to get up way, way higher than that. So keep joining, and we'll talk with you soon. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talk and Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, 
breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Mystic, Connecticut, Mystic Aquarium staff and visitors are mourning the loss of Naku, a 33-year-old female beluga whale that died after a prolonged respiratory illness. Children? East Providence, Rhode Island. Officials said a dog may have saved its owner's life by waking him up during an early morning fire. Firefighters told WPRI-TV that the 50-year-old man may not have survived if his dog, Liberty, hadn't started licking his face and, and while his mattress was burning. Wow. The yeah. mattress is on fire. Yes. And the dog is licking his face. Get up. Get out of bed. Where's the nearest window? <laughs> In Portland, Oregon, police had to be called in to uh, subdue a 22-pound house cat that trapped its owners inside their bedroom after attacking their baby. The baby was not injured. Did you hear that story in Portland, I did not. Oregon? A 22-pound cat actually trapped an entire family in their bedroom and because it was attacking them. And this cat was actually ramming the door trying to get at the people. A cat. All the more reason to have a handgun at home. <laughs> wow. 20, 22 pounds. Wow. All right, and in York, Nebraska, the stinky evidence of winter's toll on fish is rising from Beaver Creek. The lack of water flow over the spillway just off Academy Drive limited the amount of oxygen regeneration. And in Cumberland, Maryland, the State Department of Agriculture is reducing its gypsy moth spraying to about 5,200 acres this year, down from more than 12,000 acres in 2013. Outbreaks of the destructive moths are uh, cyclical. And in Hamilton, Montana... The Ravalli County Sheriff's Office has seized more than four dozen animals from a resident after investigation found they were being neglected. The owner, a 74-year-old man in failing health, faces a charge of aggravated animal cruelty. His name was not released. Officer seized 17 head of cattle, 21 sheep, three donkeys, a horse, two yaks, four chickens, and three ducks. And in uh, Kearney, Nebraska, famed chimpanzee expert and uh, conservationist uh, Jane Goodall will speak at the University of Nebraska Kearney on March 20th at 7 p.m. The lecture is free, but anyone interested in attending must get tickets beforehand. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. And Amanda Page. 
We welcome your calls and questions at 877-807-4048. That's 877-807-4048. We're speaking with Mr. Kevin Bashar. He is the filmmaker. And we're talking about My Bionic Pet, which you can check out on PBS. That's Nature PBS, and that's going to be April 9th at 8 p.m. Check out your local listings. But if you've got a question, give us a call at 877-807-4048, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Listening to Talking Pets, I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Nature has won over 700 honors from the television industry, the international wildlife film communities, and environmental organizations, including 11 Emmys and three Peabody's. We're speaking with filmmaker Kevin Bashar. You can check out, of course, coming out on April 9th is going to be Nature's My Bionic Pet. It airs nationally on uh, PBS at 8 p.m. April 9th, and you can check for your local listings. But by chance, if you miss it, don't forget you can check it out at pbs.org forward slash nature. But, Kevin, we were uh, as we went out there, we were talking about Mr. Stubbs. Now, I understand Mr. Stubbs is an alligator that lost his tail? <laughs> he lost his tail. Uh, he was uh, part of an illegal shipment of alligators. He was in the back of this truck. And he was a small alligator at the time. I think he was only about five months old or, or so. And his tail was bit off by another alligator. Oh, for heaven's sake! And he's at the Phoenix Herpetological Society, uh, run by a guy named Russ Johnson, who's great. And Mr. Stubbs was in his enclosure, and somebody walked by one day and said, you know, we could maybe put a prosthetic tail on him. And Russ said, sure, let's give it a try. So they work with a company called Core Institute, which does prosthetics uh, for other for humans, and they built this. It's like a movie uh, sort of prop, uh, rubberized tail. It kind of reminds me of the, the dolphin. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of the dolphin exactly. at Clearwater Aquarium. Yep, that's exactly it. They they put it on him, uh, built this thing to his body. Uh, they used a cadaver alligator to mirror its shape and size, and as soon as they put it on Mr. Stubbs. He started walking normal. His gait was normal. Amazing. He became wow. an alligator again. And the question was, which happens with all these prosthetic animals, is it really making their life better? So what Russ did is he contacted a biologist, Justin Georgie, and they ended up doing an experiment where they did motion capture, sort of what you see when they do those animations where they take the actor and then they animate his body. Yes. They I've put the dots before. on the alligator and then captured into a computer so you could see the body movement. So they do that with Mr. Stubbs. They do it before the tail is on it and then after. And what the biologist is able to see is that his body movement is better, his hips are working better, he's, he's higher to the ground, uh, above, raised above the ground like he's supposed to be. He's an alligator again. So these prosthetics, are just, they're not just cosmetic. They're improving the lives of the animals. Another story, Driftwood, a border collie, and these guys have a lot of energy, and actually supposedly known as the border collie being one of the most intelligent breeds out there. Um, and this one actually, Driftwood, was from Nova Scotia? Yeah, he's up in Canada, and Driftwood is kind of our through story throughout the hour of My, Bonnie, my Bionic Pet. Uh, we meet Driftwood at the beginning. Uh, he's missing his back legs. Uh, he was part of a litter. Uh, the mother, it was their first litter. She was a bit inexperienced, had some placental fluid on his legs, and she kind of nibbled and licked a little too much and damaged his legs. 
And the same thing, he was up for euthanasia, and this great sort of couple, Tara and Devin, decided they were going to save this puppy. You know, it's amazing and, how many how many dogs that are out there, because my niece had one, and uh, I know several people, uh, a matter of fact, out in Canada, Tim Hearn, a good friend, um, has a dog that just recently lost his leg, um, and he was in his, you know, he was like three or four years old, I believe, the Labrador, and they do get along just fine with three legs. They do. Yeah, I see a lot of that. But how do you find it, though, Kevin, in terms of like when you're putting a prosthetic or, as you call, a bionic leg or, uh, on a dog for them to get adjusted well, to it? Well, what happens is uh, Driftwood needs two in his back legs, and so he goes for surgery. He has to have some surgery to prepare for the prosthetics, and then he goes to have the mold. They have to make a mold to put it on. And what's, It's like out of a movie script. Uh, he, they take him to the prosthetic place. It's called Canine Orthotics, and the gentleman who does the modeling and creates the prosthetic is a name, guy named Jeff Collins, and he has a prosthetic. He's missing a leg. And awesome. he has a special bond with these animals because he actually understands exactly what they're feeling. He knows about phantom limb syndrome, where you still feel your leg is there. He knows about it kind of can start to hurt on your leg and you need to take it off. So they, they go to him and he creates these prosthetics. They put it on Driftwood for the first time and Driftwood runs. It's, it's, he doesn't even just sort of cautiously walk. He starts running and he becomes the dog he's supposed to be. Oh, wow. I can't yeah, wait to see it's that. Pretty amazing. You also deal with, um, with Molly. Molly's actually an injured pony, and uh, I guess an a prosthetic pony, leg. Uh, was uh, was injured uh, during Hurricane Katrina. Uh, this is a, a, a theme throughout. Should have been euthanized. Its owner, uh, Kay Harris, says, "What can I do for this animal?" And for the first time uh, ever, they take it to LSU and they do uh, an amputation and fit a horse with a prosthetic, which, as you guys know, horses, if it has something wrong with a leg, what happens? Right, yeah. yeah. Instant, uh, you know, usually end up euthanizing the horse, so... Exactly. But, but um, Molly, it's, it's no. nice to know there's Molly, an alternative. Yeah, there's an alternative. Molly is getting along fine. And same thing, she's used for therapy with other children uh, who have uh, disabilities walking. And there's a gorgeous scene in the film where Molly is brought to these kids, maybe four or five years old in walkers or braces, and they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're bonding with that animal, and you That's get so to know that there's something happening. Kevin, actually, uh, My Bionic Pet is part of PBS. It's a new PBS. It's actually called Think Wednesdays. Is that like all kinds of shows like yours that are going to be now on Wednesdays, this type of it's genre? Part of, yeah, it's part of a new, blo- it's, it's the, promoting really the block of science that they have uh, on Wednesdays. It's sort of nature, then Nova. And then from uh, 10 to 11, some great science shows coming up. So it's, it's stuff that you really want to watch. It's stuff that challenges you and inspires you and, and makes you go, hey, I didn't know that, which is what you want TV to do. Well, again, Nature's My Bionic Pet. It airs nationally on Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS. You can check your lo- local listings. And uh, if you do miss it by chance, you can check the online streaming um, at pbs.org forward slash nature. Kevin Bashar, I want to thank you so much for joining us. This was fascinating, and we're all looking forward to actually watching it on April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS, because uh, these stories, once you actually, actually, it's one thing to hear about them, it's another thing when you get to actually visually watch them. Oh, yeah, and th- thank you, John and Jill and Amanda. Uh, you guys are great, and thanks for having me on. Thank you, Kevin. Anytime, Kevin. Let, keep us in the root, loop. Uh, it seems like you're always doing a lot of animal stuff, so uh, keep us informed. You got it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You, you too, too, Kevin.
That's Kevin Bichard, a filmmaker for Nature, My Bionic Pet, which is airing nationally on Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS. And again, if you miss it, you can check it out at pbs.org forward slash nature. Highly recommend it. Really cool. Very cool. I love that. Can't I mean, wait to watch it. But it is yeah. amazing when you think that, you know, a lot of people may not adopt a pet or something like that, you know, when they go to a shelter because this pet may be missing legs or, you know, if they do have puppies or kittens or whatever and and then all of a sudden one is born or loses a leg or something, it, this this animal could have a very viable life. Absolutely. I mean, look at Bobby and Amanda adopted, mm-hmm. you know, Albert, blind dog, 10 years. Right. Doing extremely well. Oh, he's doing wonderful. So, and, and we're blessed to have him every day. And it's it goes amazing. to show that, you know, these pets need need a home. They need a loving home, and they can get along just fine. But it is kind of exactly. cool, though, you know, bionic pets. I know. I can't wait to see it. So, again, that was filmmaker Kevin Bashar. You can check it out on PBS April 9th at 8 p.m., and it's called My Bionic Pet. Fascinating. So, and again, you can go to pbs.org forward slash nature. So I, I especially thank him for actually joining us on the program. But that always fascinates me when you when you see new things out there. And, you know, I always wondered if an animal could get used to having a prosthetic um, on their body part like that. But you being a trainer and stuff like that, I would imagine it's just like a human being. Oh, it's sure. It's just, you know, I've actually rehab, worked with a few, you might say. few three-legged dogs before yeah. in training. And um, no problems? They get along no just problems. fine? No problems. They actually... <laughs> They're more robust, and they live life as if they don't even notice that it's missing. No, and, and, and that's the thing that was, like, he was talking about with, you know, um, with the pig. Yep. You know, you can get, I mean, like the doggy carts that they have now, the canine carts seen and everything a lot of like that. that. Yeah, I mean, they get along just fine. And they people who well. live, you know, in the colder atmosphere, I've seen them make, you know, put little sleds on the back so in the winter they can run through the Aww. snow and everything. It's so cute. Well, if you've got a training question or a behavior question, pick up the phone and give us a call. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Don't forget, check it out. Nature, My Bionic Pet, airing nationally on Wednesday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on PBS. Or check it out later at pbs.org forward slash nature. Give us a call, 877-807-4048. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Victoria Schaefer, aspiring actress, babysitter extraordinaire, college student, and animal enthusiast, is on her own for the first time in New York City. Follow Victoria and her two dogs, Rue and Echo, as she cares for her furry friends and juggles home life and career, all the while managing to survive in the world's most hectic city. The exciting animal adventures and secret stories from both ends of the leash that make up the tales of the city. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
sided with owners. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. A 13-year-old dachshund left outside an animal shelter with a note asking that it be put to sleep because his elderly owners could no longer afford to care for him was expected to be reunited with a couple soon. The dog named Harley by rescuers were found tied to a basket outside a Baldwin Park animal shelter on March 6th. Attached to Harley was a note explaining that he had gotten sick, was vomiting, and had bloody stool. We were both seniors, sick with no money. We cannot pay for vet bills and to put him to sleep. He's never been away from us in all those years and can't function without us. Please put him to sleep, stated the note, which ended without identifying the owners. The group Leave No Paws Behind received a call from the shelter and took the dog in knowing she didn't uh, or wouldn't be put to sleep. Leave No Paws Behind is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. They are an all-breed rescue or specializing in seniors and pets with special needs. After receiving medical care from the East Valley Veterinary Clinic, doctors say that Harley was going to be okay and had a couple years left in him. Determined to be reunited, Harley with his owners, they tracked down the couple and found out Harley's real name was Otto Wolfgang Maximus. The couple was informed that no uh, leave no pause behind would cover Otto's health care and food costs for the rest of his life. The couple was expected to reunite with Otto later this month. If you'd like to help, you can donate via PayPal to the address chris1952 at cox.net. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Turned into the karaoke hour all of a sudden for me there. <laughs> you sound good, Johnny Boy. I try. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do I believe you? <laughs> Aww. We love you, John. 877-807-4048. Man, not too bad for somebody who's turning another year older. Oh, no. We go backwards now. Yeah. I <laughs> wish I could. Right. Yeah, Monday's the big day, St. Patty's Day. So, but another year old, another year. That's dumber. right. We're both holiday babies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you're a New Year's Day baby. Yes, I I'm am. St. Patty's Day baby, Mandy. Uh, November, close to Thanksgiving. That's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandy Day birthday. So there you go. <laughs> Actually, I like when mine falls because it's usually uh, birthday week, not day, for me. Oh, for heaven's sakes! Mine is birthday month. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Mine's just everybody gets drunk, so apparently. <laughs> well, then you forget. Green beer. So, but, well, happy birthday, everybody else who shares a birthday this week. Um, anyway, 877-807-4048 is the number, 877-807-4048. You know, I, I, I actually, Jillian, do you know what this is? I'm afraid to ask. It looks like some kind of, of game that you would play with something on all right, I'm going to turn it on. See that red light right there on the handle? See okay. how it goes on and off? Yes. That means I'm turning it on, so you do not want to touch that. Oh, does it kill bugs? Yes. Awesome. It's, it's an electric bug swatter. Rock on. And I'm selling them, personally. $19.99 plus shipping and handling. 
And it's uh, you can order them at 888-877-0490. You can also go to mycoolgadgets.com. But it's 888-877-0490. And the coolest part is um, Karen from the show actually uh-huh. gave me this one time for Christmas. And I was like going, okay, do I play badminton? <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like looking at it. And then I thought, I, probably, I don't know if I'll use this. And then the next oh, thing I, I know, so use that. no, it's cool because I get like, um, I always, I say, because I've got three parrots and they're fruit and vegetables, <laughs> sometimes it gets those fruit flies. Uh-huh. And lately these fruit flies have fangs. These things bite. But I mean, all you do is you turn this thing on and swat and it just, I mean, it's like. Actually, it's more like a pow. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's like you see the little. They like, explode. Sparks. They do. They see the little sparks. Well, because like I always keep the house lightning. open because of the dogs. I let them run free around the pool and the backyard because it's all very secure. So I'm always getting varmints in my house. Yeah. No, I <laughs> and mean. I would love that. That is. It, it's cool. And you know what the weird part is? is it really, really works. Um, so if you want to get one, it's nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling, and you can actually <laughs> practice your swing. It, it's called the Electric Bug Swatter. It's nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Eight 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 seven seven zero four nine zero. If you want to order one, I recommend it. Honestly, get it. Eight 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 seven seven zero four nine zero. And it's a cool gift too if you want to get it for somebody. But again, it's called the Electric Bug Swatter. Eight 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 seven seven zero four nine zero. So get one. But um, when we were t- listening to Harley, you know, that's, that's a horror story that happens quite a bit where people can't keep their pet or for whatever reason, and then they end up dumping them off at a shelter somewhere. It's very sad. And, you know, the thing is, is when you dump an animal off at, for instance, what you think is a no-kill shelter, sometimes they can't take that animal because no-kill means they have their limits and they can only take so many animals. So that animal is going to go someplace else. But even if they do take that animal, it may be taken in as that one replacement and then it shuts off all the other animals that could go in there. Well, I've seen some shelters as well. They're starting to have a drop box. So when the animal goes through it, it's in a safe venue um, instead of just, you know, leaving it at the coming door. the next day and there's, you know, three or four dogs tied to one, you know, door handle or something beating each other up. So they'll have a drop box where the dog can be dropped or the cat can be dropped, which is a lot it's a lot better for the animal. Well, you see a lot of reasons. It's not necessarily a medical reason why the animal is left behind. Um, it could be anything from their, like they're moving, um, or it could be a behavior issue. More reason to do your homework before Oh, exactly. And there's adoption. no reason that they couldn't take the animal down there and surrender it. There's, you, know, you don't have to tie something to a door I think handle. a lot of people are just fearful. Yeah. They don't want to actually have people look at them and go, you're giving yeah, your pet up. Yeah, they feel shamed. Yeah. yeah. But that's still not right. I saw uh, on Yahoo, this gentleman drove up at a park and tied his dog to a bench and then drove away. And the park was really remote. They just happened to have a camera to identify um, who left the dog. And uh, poor thing. Fortunately, that camera was there because someone noticed and went and took care. Yeah. Because and you do something like that in a remote area, you know, it's, it's prey to what's ever running around in the night. Exactly. We've got so many coyotes around here. I mean, the weird part is, is that I always say, if you're going to adopt a pet, if, if you have any uncertainty, don't do it. Um, but if you're going to adopt a pet, it's the lifetime of that pet. I mean, you're not going to have a child. Well, and Amanda and then, was right. Do your homework. Right. Know what breed is, is for you. Hopefully you're not going to take your child and dump it off at somebody's front yeah. doorstep. So and you don't want to do that dogs. to your dog or cat. Yeah. Cats, too. 
Well, once again, um, if you want to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter and please give a pet a home um, or your rescue group, of course. Um, spay and neuter your pets and help control the pet population. Extremely important. There's no reason not to do it. But I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. And Amanda Page. Don't forget, you can check us out at TonkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. And your company is? Celestial Custom Dog Services. And you can check that out, too. But once again, thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.